The following program is presented by Atmark Media. The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. What's what's next for you? Excuse me. What do I do now? I go to NXT, I cherry pick a top talent, I start all over again? Not at this stage. I put every bit of my heart and my soul and my spirit into serving as the special counsel to the tribal chief Roman Reigns because I believe in Roman Reigns. Without that, maybe it's time for me to acknowledge that my career is most likely Candy cane kendo stick. Oh, the 
with Kendi Kane. Oh, it's legal, of course, it's a street fight. Oh, that's not the holiday spirit. Spray paint legs. And meanwhile, the Usos in New Day fighting out in the Christmas tree area through the presents into the trees. And now King Woods through the trees as well. Not on Christmas, the ref said. Not on Christmas. And now Tony reversing things. It's Charlotte's shoulders that are now down. Two count and a kick at two and a half. The hell happened there? Backslide by Storm. Again, the champ in trouble. Another cover, another kick out by Flair. Flurry of finishes possible. Up again by Tony Storm. Charlotte turning things around, shoulders down. Got her. In the drop zone. Ricochet from the top rope. Gonna fly. Oh, and Sammy got it. The knees up. Shooting star press. And another exploder. And this time, Sammy connects with a Huluva kick. Sammy Zayn earns an Intercontinental Championship opportunity. Here's your winner, Sammy. Homeboy 88 of the Homeboy 88 podcast and good friend of the Pro Wrestling Coalition Network, the PWC. Check out my podcast where all the podcasts are available. The Homeboy 88 podcast. Thank you. Welcome to Hami Media Group, or as the cool kids say, HMG. We're here to provide you with the very best entertainment alternative media has to offer. Thank you to all our supporters who have made us what we are today. Follow us on social media, video, and podcast platforms at Hami Media Group.
Become a subscriber to Hami Media Group at Patreon.com for great free daily content as well as off-the-top-rope extras. Subscribe to our affiliate Patreon channels with a plethora of fun content on various tiers that will bring tears of joy to your eyes. Vince Russo's The Brand, The Rip Rogers FR Podcast, Stevie Ray TV, Goldilocks, The A Show with Aaron Stevens and April Hunter, The Two-Man Power Trip, Velvet Sky and Angelina Love, The Beautiful People, and now... The Larry Hankin Stories. Support your favorite HMG and independent pro wrestling talent at ProWrestlingTees.com. Enjoy the ultimate meal with Zordo's Ultra Premium Extra Virgin Olive Oil. Head over to ZordosOliveOil.com. Start your day with the best cup of joe, bro. Try a fantastic selection of flavorful coffee blends at TheBrosters.com. StevieRichardsFitness.com. Get off that couch and make a healthy change without leaving your home. Amazing resistance band and yoga workout programs at an affordable price that will help you become a band new you. Hear from the pros who live the biz, bro, with talent that have worked for every major organization led by the man who put the attitude back in pro wrestling and in your ear holes. It's got to be Russo'sBrand.com, bro. Again, we'd like to thank you for joining us here at HMG. And now, it's time to be entertained. Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated match in the history of professional wrestling for the heavyweight championship of the world. Are you ready? Wrestling fans, are you ready? For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, from the capital city of the United States of America, Washington, D.C. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Hello, I'm Homeboy Giovanni, and now the PWC, the Pro Wrestling Coalition, is on the air for the most exciting two hours of professional wrestling podcasting in the world. We're going to put butts in seats and ears to the streets. And now, here are your hosts, Jimmy T and Jeff Lipman. Friday Night Smack Talk. I'm your host, Jimmy T. And my co-host, he's back. He's, is he evil? I don't know, but he's good for today because apparently he was sick, but now he's not. Jeff Liebman, welcome to the show, my friend. How, how's things, man? Are you feeling better, more importantly? And also, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you and yours. Um, Merry you. Christmas, Reindeer. Um, that's like reindeer, I guess. Right. Um, very clever. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm okay. I was in bed for 16 hours yesterday while you're texting me, telling me I have COVID. Whatever symptom <laughs> I had, you said that's exactly COVID. Um, I don't. I had everything except like a cough, so I figured that's like the bad COVID. So even if it was COVID, I, I imagine it was one of the lighter ones. So I don't know. I'm, I'm often sort of like some low degree of sick. So it, you know, it's it's just the way it is. Well, Jeff, get this. Yeah. Get this, man. Yeah. 
I hadn't been sick for like over five years up until I caught friggin' that COVID-19 Delta strain. And, and I'm telling you now, man, those symptoms were pretty similar to yours, like every in every sense, from nauseous to headache. Actually, it started off with a headache for me, and then it went from a headache to nauseous, to, from nauseous to like hot sweats. Next thing you know it, I was tired, and then I, I slept for a whole 24 hours, and I was fucked for the first three days, I'm not going to lie. But then after that, I recovered. I, I was just grateful I didn't have, you know, the breathing problems or anything like that. I will say though, my grand, my grandmother, right? She's 93 years old. She caught COVID and blasted it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I thought I was worried, man. But you know what? She got through it, and I've always said it to my family. She's 93, but man, she's gonna live to 120. I'm telling you now, <laughs> she's strong, man. She's like COVID's a pussy. I've yeah. dealt with smallpox, measles, rubella. <laughs> Mom's well, polio. <laughs> I was in Hiroshima. Yeah. None well, of this shit's nothing to me. I ingested napalm in the nam. <laughs> napalm in the nam. Oh no. Well, yeah, man. I, I was shocked. I'm like, damn. She she recovered quicker than I did. I'm not gonna lie. So, uh, oh, yeah, it's she, just that. Your grandmother told me she also confiscated and used some bad drugs from you that, that uh-huh. she thought was just cope, but it turned out to be LSD. <laughs> and she's like, she's like, no problem with that either. So, yeah. well, man, she was in the middle of World War II. Like my grandfather was a soldier in World War II, mm-hmm. and uh, man, she's lived through everything, man. So, shout outs to my grandmother. Yeah, wow, she's about <laughs> to go and walk about. Nice. <laughs> but uh, anyway, let's get on to the the real meat of the of the story today we got smackdown coming from the all-state arena in chicago illinois i believe they taped it the week before in the same arena and uh si senor and uh it's a christmas edition of smackdown or christmas eve edition whatever you want to call it and uh i mean i was intrigued because we start off with paul Heyman talking about pretty much what happened and i love how he looks all disheveled and stuff yep he, he, he's got scruffy and shaved for a couple days. He's all scruffy. He hasn't shaved. He looks like he hasn't wiped his ass probably in about two weeks. <laughs> right. He's got a, he's got an ugly suit on. He's got a very demure tie. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he's even got that bo smell going on as well. You know what I mean? I just he like everything. Kayla's really the architect of this whole thing. Oh, for sure, definitely. I still think he will come back as the advocate for that Bordeaux kid that's in NXT right now, who looks like Brock Lesnar. Mark my words. He looks nothing like Brock Lesnar. I think he does. I think he actually does look like a young Brock Lesnar. I don't know. It's just me, though. No, people were saying that forever, but I think it's very clear he he doesn't. And the truth of the matter is he's not really all that big. Well, in what way? As in with muscle height. As in every way. I mean, if you put him next to Brock Lesnar, like especially like a 2002 Brock Lesnar, it's like not even the same species. Harlan looks like a human being. Brock Lesnar looks like like a rhinoceros turned into a man. <laughs> well, shit. Did you see 16-year-old Brock Lesnar? No, I, I haven't. No, I don't think so. Do me a favor and Google it because the motherfucker was huge even then. <laughs> I'm sure he was huge. I mean, I'm sure I've seen pictures throughout the course of my life. But yeah, yeah, no issue. Yeah. But no, I, I think I think actually, Harlan, his size-wise, has been a little bit disappointing. He's he's only a little bit bigger than Gacy, who's not a big guy. Come on now, I don't know about that, Jeff. But I don't know, man. He comes across as pretty big to me. But Do maybe you you're NXT? right. I don't know. I haven't watched NXT lately. I mean, I'll be honest. Otherwise, we would have done the show. But well, then you would see them next to each other, and you'd see that there is not that dramatic a difference. It's not like Shawn Michaels and Diesel. I mean, oh no, no, of course not. No, I mean he's bigger, but he's not that much bigger. He's probably three or four inches taller, and he's you know he's not you know he's not he, he doesn't look like The Rock. Let's just put it that way. No, he, of course he, not. He doesn't even look like uh, Jeff Cobb as Matanza in in that you know coveralls outfit. Yeah, that's anyway. just silly, dude. The fact that he's in coveralls is just dumb to me. But it is what it is. It is what it is. But yeah, wrong show. Yeah, well that's it. We're not talking about NXT, folks. We're talking about SmackDown. So, yeah, I, I like this little segment. I mean, what do you think Heyman is going to go from here, man? I mean, do you think he's not going to be around? I mean, obviously, he won't be around for a while, maybe a few weeks. I do expect him to come back. Or is it the end of Heyman as we know it? 
it is not the end of Heyman as we know it. I do think that it's a swerve, but just like WWE who changes their minds, you know, with the wind, um, I think it's a swerve and he's still with Roman. Um, oh, but either, interesting. Either way, it works, though. E- either way. And, and I like sort of that tension. Um, I, I like the question mark that, you know, whose side is Paul on? I've always liked this question mark. I liked it even before they brought Brock back and put him onto SmackDown. Right. Uh, this is this is something that I was advocating for for a while. And then it seems to be the only thing they've been doing right. Because you know what I say about WWE? If something is working, we's going to fucks with it. And <laughs> <run> it. <laughs> so, so they're not, the, this is, this is the one thing they're not doing that with. So, okay. Kudos. Cheers to that. Some egg, uh, eggnog toast. Oh God. We'll get to that. But um, let, let me ask you one, one thing though, man. I mean, what makes you think this is all a swerve though? What, what gives you that idea? I don't know. It's part of this planning and the scheming and, and the conniving. And Brock Lesnar is still a part-timer. He's going to, you know, he's, he appears X amount of times per year. So, I mean, it makes more sense for Heyman to be with Roman than to be with Brock Lesnar. And, and that works too. So, I don't know. It, but either way, it, it's all right. I mean, especially if Paul Heyman is actually going to be doing some stuff backstage and producing segments or whatever it is. But uh, no, I, I, I think that, I think that's going to be a swerve and he stays with Roman because that act works. And I think they know it works and it's, you know, it's probably their top merch seller and their top draw and their top everything. So why break it up? Fair enough. I mean, that's a good, that's a good call, man. Actually, we'll, we'll wait and see what happens there, but we move on to match number one, Jeff. And it's, and it's for the SmackDown women's title between Charlotte Flair and, and my girl, Tony Storm, mm. Tony time all the time, Jeff. But damn, was I disappointed, man. Are you upset as to uh, how much weight she's lost? How? Yes. How- I, I, dude, I'm glad you brought that up because Dee said to me, because I was talking about her ass and how it grew, right? You know, Tony Cakes, right? And um, she goes, she's not fat. She's lost no. a lot of weight. I go, I never said she was fat. It was her ass that was getting big. But her ass has lost all that excess fat, actually. And uh, she's back to the Tony Storm that we knew and loved just like a year or two ago. So yeah, she has. She actually has, man. No doubt about it. She's she's yeah, she's got into TV athlete shape. I actually thought this match was good. Charlotte won. Charlotte should win. Um, for the most part, easily. I, I didn't like the whole part about Tony crying at the end. That was a little oh. bit But aside from that, I, I thought it was good. Except Charlotte needs to stop doing that moonsault. I mean, thank God she knows she can't do it and she misses the person. So she just lands and then does a double moonsault. <laughs> right, but right. The last few times she does, she's done that. She's completely missed on the on the double moonsault. So she needs to stop doing that until she figures out how to hit somebody. Yep, that's true, Jeff. And Charlotte, it's called practice, practice, practice. Keep practicing before you actually bring it out on TV. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. But and if it's the other person, if they're in the wrong position, then don't do it on the other person. I mean, you can see your peripheral vision. Right, absolutely. I agree 100%. But um, I, I wanted to say, I, I won't lie, Jeff. I actually thought, because I didn't read no spoilers. I didn't want to, obviously. I wanted to watch it and assess it that way. But uh, I thought for a moment that we could have had a, a title change, you know, since it was Christmas, Christmas Eve. Uh, you know, Tony Storm, like at the start of the match, like as they were walking out, she kind of looked emotional to me, like, or even anxious, should I say, where it looked like she was building herself up to win the big one. So I thought, mm, maybe there will be a title change. Boy, was That's I wrong. Cute. That was cute. That's cute that you thought that. It, it, instead, she's going to end up begging Charlotte to work and study under her wing and <laughs> become her butler. Oh, come on. That is crazy, because if anyone knows Tony Storm, she's a, she's a pretty she's a pretty good professional wrestler in my opinion dude if anything probably the best female professional wrestler from australia in my opinion much better than uh that other one on raw <laughs> so she's better than session moth martinez is that, is that what you're saying <laughs> she's much better than her oh, okay <laughs> are there any other wrestlers from australia women what well yeah on raw oh rhea ripley that's right <laughs> i think she's better than rhea ripley even though rhea is the biggest star Rhea's just got the the bigger build. I mean, she's got she's got more of the potential. I, I mean, I think you're right. I think Tony Stone probably is, you know, uh, as far as a wrestling from bell to bell, better. Oh, but, much better. But Rhea, I mean, she, she's been able to put it together before. It's just that she's been t- 
terribly inconsistent. Now she's saddled with Nikki Ash. Um, but she's a, you know, but she's a, she's a big, imposing, muscular woman. Um, so I, you know, I guess, I guess we'll see, but uh, yeah. Uh, so Tony Storm is the best of the three female Australian wrestlers that we know. That's good. <laughs> Much. Well, you know what? Indy Hartwell is pretty good too. I mean, if, if, if she's given a chance, she's all right but she's not on tony's level and when i say not on tony's level tony you know she's wrestled in japan for quite a few years she wrestled in europe she's wrestled all over the world man you know what i mean so she's she's quite good you know you and, know what and I, mean? I remember that porsche parada exists also and also mm. <laughs> but anyway australia freaking they need to produce better male wrestlers other than uh buddy murphy but it is what it is Outback Jack, that was the apex. Ugh, fuck, I hated Outback Jack. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> what about uh, Shane Thorne? What about Slapnuts? Uh, Shane Thorne, it was the better of the two from DM, friggin' whatever. Then the Mighty Don't Kneel. Like out of the two, he was better. But uh, he really had no nothing to him. He couldn't really talk. Couldn't like he could wrestle. That's about it. I mean, what was he? So a Slapnut. Right, so he wasn't slapjack. So he yeah. he wasn't he wasn't the guy on at final battle, the fourth guy. Was he? I don't know. I thought he was, but apparently he wasn't. I, I don't. I still don't know who it was. I just I'm just hearing who it wasn't. Did it come out like who it was? I'm sure somebody knows, but I mean, this is how unimpactful Ring of Honor is that nobody knows, including me, who was at the show. Great show, by the way, with you and Jago. That was that was brilliantly done. But uh, yeah, man, and even Ring of Honor. Before we continue, I mean, ah, oh, man, and what's this about Grisham now defending his Ring of Honor title in GCW and Impact Wrestling? Listen, first of all, Ring of Honor fans, I, I know you all, you all already hate me. Um, this is not Ring of Honor working with GCW. This is not Ring of Honor working with Impact. Ring of Honor is working with no one. Nobody. This is Ring of Honor letting their champions carry the titles around. They probably had to put down a security deposit. <laughs> carry the <laughs> titles around like Nick Aldis was doing for three years with Sweet Charlotte, defending against local jabronis. He's not going to lose the match. It's not a Ring of Honor sponsor thing. He's just allowed to use the belt as a prop to make it feel important. And you're falling for it, which is fine. You know, maybe I should stop being upset with people falling for stupid things and just realize that wrestling is exhibition after exhibition and people get excited. You know, why should I pour water on them? But I like to pour water on people. I'm horrible. I'm evil dose. I'm the Grinch. So, oh, anyway. whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you just say you're evil dose? <sighs> Did you just. <laughs> I did say apparently you're evil, or is he evil? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh no, man! Technical think... difficulties. Technical difficulties. <laughs> tech support. <laughs> tech support. I mean, you're breaking. You didn't hear it, folks. You didn't hear it. Nah. <laughs> but oh anyway, well, can we have Chris come on again and and, t and talk more about um uh, uh, nails? <laughs> oh God. I hope uh, we, so far we haven't had any heat, man. So we'll see. But you know what? Speaking of Chris, maybe Jeff, you want to join us later on for the PWC end of year awards. Maybe it depends on the time and, and if I'm invited and, and, you know, if I'm not dead by then, but I, I do have plans to watch a bunch of uh, Christmas horror movies tonight. Oh, nice. Very nice. Well, yeah, I've, got, I've got Krampus and um, <laughs> where exports. Where exports. Oh God. Yeah. What's that about? I think it's like a Russian movie. Oh. Where like a Norwegian <laughs> kid finds like a demon Santa Claus in the, in the Arctic. Jesus Christ. And murder ensues. Lots oh. of murder. Many oh, murders. Cool. I like yeah. murders. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, you threw me right off there, Jeff. But uh, we you know, we finished the match with Charlotte Flair, unfortunately, going over. With the, unfortunately. With a clean win, mind you, which was kind That's of surprising to me. Like pretty easily. Yeah, it was. It was pretty easy. But I still think this ain't over yet, Jeff. And I still truly believe Tony Storm will eventually get that championship. I believe that Tony Storm is going to beg Charlotte to let her be her acolyte. And oh, for the next, no. The next eight to ten months, you're going to see her being a student underneath <laughs> her. Oh, come on. That's insulting to Tony Storm, dude. 
She's been resting longer than Charlotte has. You know that? Well, it's too bad she's much worse. Oh, God, Jesus. Really? You you truly think that? Charlotte is the best female wrestler that's ever wrestled. You know what? It's hard to argue. I'm not going to lie. I had to I think about it. it we, we, you know, people talk about True Stratus being the best. That's that's a load of crock. Let's be honest, man. She was a crap wrestler. All right. She was okay. I mean, she was okay. She, yeah, but she's not she, a Charlotte. I mean, from where she started to where she ended. I mean, but when she came in, she wasn't supposed to be a wrestler. She was supposed to look good and that's do a it. few moves, and then you know we were supposed to you know look at her ample cleavage, and that that was <laughs> that was the end. And and at the end, they became wrestlers. Uh, you know, it was a different era. And you're forgetting uh, that we also had to see her barking as a dog. Uh, yeah, I didn't forget that. I just wasn't. <laughs> um, but woof, I mean, woof. you know. People can say Oscar. You can say she. Oh yeah, that's arguable, right? Him. I mean, Absolutely. you know, there's there's Sasha, Bianca, Bailey. I mean, Becky. There. Yeah, Shirai. Yeah, I mean, they're all in the conference. I don't think Io Shirai really is all that great. She does really? a bunch of spots. I think yeah. I think she's like the Jeff Hardy version of great. Oh, I don't know if that's a compliment or a friggin' knock, but. Well, yeah. I mean, Jeff Har- Jeff Hardy's great, but he's not. I mean, he's not ex. He, he does spots. He, he's you spot. Know, he's, no, you're right. He, he, and it's the same spots for the last 20 years. Like, literally, you know exactly when this move is going to happen, when that move is going to happen. He's kind of got it like a, like a system sort of thing, you know, like a Jeff Hardy match. It, it goes the same way every day, all day, for years. It's like the same pattern. Worked for Flair for 20 years. Absolutely. And he's another one that, exactly. No, you're right. And everything, it's all spots, like, literally. But uh, yeah, no, it's true, man. But if you know how to do it and if you can pull it off, hey, hats off to you. Yep. So then we move on to that anyway. I mean, what would you give, if you had to give a five-star rating, if you were Meltzer, Schmelzer, what would you give this match? I don't know, three and three quarters, maybe. Spot on. That's what I'd give it, about a three, even though I was disappointed, but it is what it is. But next, Jeff, we have match number two. Oh, actually, let's go back to Zaya Lee debuting a few weeks ago and Natalia, and Natalia threatening her last week. Zaya Lee then talks via video. She's known woman like Natalia all her life. <laughs> I'm trying to do a thing. Those who prey on the weak crush their spirits and are vultures. If that's who you are, Lee won't fear you. She'll fight you because she's the protector, Jeff. Yeah, I'm not digging the protector thing, but when she was speaking in Chinese, that I dig. Like, I I don't know, it just flips the switch on or off me. I loved Xia Li as the evil killer in Tian Sha. I love that. Me too. Thing. I love that whole act. I so, agree. you know, I'm, I'm willing to be optimistic. I like the way she moves. I'm, uh, you know, she's a tiny woman, but she's like, a, it's like Wolverine. She's like a little spitfire yeah, in there. Yeah, definitely. She's like, you know, like, I, I don't know. No, I shouldn't say this, but I was going to say she's like, you know, female Benoit, but like, you know, <laughs> I, I don't mean like kill your family, Benoit. I mean, <laughs> like, like at the time, Benoit was considered small, but you. he was so right. intense and strong that that he wrestled bigger than he was. Um, so I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. And Natalia is who you put new people in with the program. I mean, that it it's the law. You you have a new wrestler come in, they wrestle with Natalia. There, there it is. And on the men's side, you new wrestler comes in, they go into a program with Dolph Ziegler or the Miz. It's the law. That's true. No, you're right. That's spot on. And, and Natalia has got a lot of stroke in the back in WWE, dude. So that's oh, true, yeah. man. No, she does. Ah, a lot of stroke, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I saw what you did there. Anyway, enough of the stroking, right? Um, fuck, you threw me off again, Jeff. But I wanted to mention about Natalia's face. And now I'm not talking about no money shots here or, or, or stroking. But do you notice the plastic damn surgery on her face, man? Um, n- Not this week. I mean, not this time. I mean, over the, the years, sure. The Botox in her lips, though, man, has gone out like crazy. Uh, I mean, in all fairness to me, I, I basically, when, once I see Natalia, like my eyes sort of blur over. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> but anyway, let's move on to match number two, which is a 12-man gauntlet match. 12 and, Nights of Christmas, Jimmy. Oh, sorry. My bad. 12 mm-hmm. Nights of freaking Christmas. And I'll be honest with you, Jeff. It felt like this went for about 12 nights. <laughs> I, see, I thought I, I disagree entirely. I, I thought that... that this was sort of fun. It's sort of like a, a battle royal. I mean, I have 
a couple of gripes with it, a little, little, little nitpicky. I mean, WWE has gone from roster to cast. So we have, yeah. you, know, you know, a bunch of tag teams in there instead of, instead of singles wrestlers. Which confused me, dude. For a second, sure. I thought it was a tag team, uh, like, gauntlet match. You know what I mean? And then I remembered, oh, hang on a minute. The winner faces Shinsuke Nakamura for the Inter- Intercontinental Championship. Right, who's also been in tag team programs lately instead of any intercontinental championship, just like Damian Priest uh, with the U.S. title. Right, right. Um, but, I mean, I also think that nobody should call themselves a WWE superstar and lose in, like, 90-second matches. I mean, forget about the Drew Gulak, you know. You oh, know, God. Um, but there were too many matches that went three minutes less. Now, there's got to be a happy minute between these, a uh, happy medium between these 12 to 20-minute matches where CM Punk is selling for, like, I don't know, Jabroni X for like, you know, 17 minutes. And, you know, Daniel Bryan is working with John Silver for 14 minutes. <laughs> right. And, and this. Um, but like, like the matches should, none of them should be less than five and a half, six minutes. Um, but I thought it was fun. I mean, it, it, it delivered. I, you know, Seamus looked good. Uh, Ricochet, they gave him a little, a little rub. Um, there we go with the rubs again. Uh, <laughs> one. He was also the 12th person, so his little conspiracy thing is up. And right. He is fixated on the Intercontinental Championship. As And listen, he, he certainly makes it feel more important than Shinsuke Nakamura ever made it feel because he's, he's busy playing around with the guitar boy and you know, fighting with hackings. Right. For, which is Yeah, Corbin and Moss then to Los Lotharios. It's dumb. Los Lotharios, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, the thing about Shinsuke, like... I bet you they just give him a championship just to keep him happy, man. Because seriously, when does he really ever not have a belt? When is he ever not happy? I mean, he's, he's doing right. exactly what he wants. He gets paid a lot of money to do very little. That It's true, which is puzzling to me. You know what I mean? You make him win the Royal Rumble just to make him lose and not win the big one anyway, right? But yet My you... God. Nah, man, I was excited when he won, man, but... Look, this I've been a Shinsuke. You love Tony Storm. You love Shinsuke oh, Nakamura. This, this, this is this is. What are you trying to say? The, what's that metaverse? The the Facebook commercial. This is the <laughs> dimension of imagination. Yours is the opposite. This is like this is dimension of the IWC delirium. Oh this, my god! This is what the, Shinsuke Nakamura is dis, is is off putting. He's he's disturbing what? to look at. Oh jeez! He's, he's got Can that I? weird haircut. He's got no muscles. <laughs> He's, hold on, hold on, hold on. He's got hold droopy the... eyelids. It looks like he has Bell's palsy. <laughs> he moves like he's having a stroke. Oh. It's like watching Joe Cocker sing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to fall off my chair. Dude, first of all, I just want to say, did you ever watch Shinsuke pre-WWE? No. Okay. Well, that's why you have that perception. If you watched him pre-WWE, he was legitimately the king of strong style for a reason, Jeff. What's the string? What's the king of strong style? Oh, come on, Jeff. Is, is that about- the same? Is that the same thing that gave us Ishii? <laughs> it is, isn't it? I'm not comparing. There's no. Is, comp- that the thing, is that the thing that makes a whole bunch of twerps think that Minoru Suzuki is cool? Oh no, that, you is didn't. That, is that what? Is that what strong style is? Because if it is, oh, no. they can keep oh. it. Yeah, and you know what? They can keep it, and they can take Roderick Strong with them. Well, yeah, I agree with that. You, they can take Roderick Strong with them. But uh, in this case, please, Jago, if you, if you listen to this, please do something about Jeff over here, man. Seriously, he's, he's talking too much liquor. He knows He knows what I think about Japanese. <laughs> he knows that I have no interest in it. You and Chris, man, you're both the same when it comes to that. It's but- the same thing every match. They stand in the corner. Either they do forearm shots or chops. Big deal. That's, oh, that's the man. variation. Big deal. Wow. Wow. Can't believe I'm hearing this. Jeff, do me a favor. If I give you a, a Shinsuke match, watch Kote Ibushi against Shinsuke Nakamura. If you're not impressed after that match, I don't know what, what will make you impressed, dude, to be fair. But you but- know what just made me impressed? You made me miss Natalia. <laughs> Thank you. I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. I long for watching Natalia on my TV now. Well, unlike Chuck. Just, just the mention of that. Right track. Well, track, track likes her sister. Oh, that's right. He does. A track Brown. The real. Oh, yes. Track. Yes. A track Brown. <laughs> oh, yeah. Speaking of tracks, what the fuck, man? What's up with you two on Twitter, you pricks? 
I don't know. How, how am I supposed to intervene to that? You make me feel know. like a little schoolgirl, like. No, I mean you, you're acting like a little schoolgirl. Like and why? And why do you, do you have to provoke? Why do you have to provoke shit for too? Oh, because that's what I do. <laughs> I'm a poker. I'm a Man, poker. Well, yeah, I, definitely. I, I really don't know. It's just like I told you. I just didn't know that there was an eight track core, and I just felt like <laughs> oh I, I just I just wanted eight track brown, and I got eight track black, and and <laughs> you know it's oh it's God. nothing personal. It's just uh, you know, but you know, but I have to admit this this little feud is fun. Yeah, it's kind of amusing, but except <laughs> I know you probably don't take it serious, but I feel <laughs> no, I don't take it serious at all. I, to uh, me, it's uh, nothing. Why is he all upset? Well, I haven't spoken to him yet. Like, I will be doing the show with him tonight, so <laughs> we'll see. see. We'll see there. Tell him I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. I'm really not sorry. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, anyway. Tell him to man up like the Briscoes. Man up. Oh, no, Jeff. Come on, Jeff. Anyway, enough of the <laughs> enough of the friggin', uh, you know, troublemaking over here and stirring the pot. But, mm-hmm. I, but back to the gauntlet match, we do get Sami Zayn winning with a halluva kick. Haluma. Haluva, haluva. Haluma, like the cheese. Ah, halumi. It's halumi. Mm. Which I don't actually like, believe it or not. Yes, because I am Greek, but I'm not a big fan of uh, halumi cheese. Although I love I, feta. I like haluma cheese. <laughs> it's too salty for me. But anyway. I like, I like feta in like the right kind of play, like in a in a in a year at all oh the best dude the best seriously anyway enough of the food you're making me hungry and uh <laughs> but like i was saying sammy wins i've got a feeling that sammy could beat shinsuke i have a feeling he will beat shinsuke yeah i agree and i'm and uh, when was the last time these two actually had a one-on-one match has it been a, a while when's the last time any of them had a one-on-one match i, I have i have no idea i mean they were in the arc Artist Collective for a while. I don't think they wrestled each other since then, but I couldn't. I couldn't say that for sure. Speaking of collective, and uh, look, maybe we should talk about it on the on the extra show. But I just want to point out: Have you heard about Braun Strowman EC3 and uh, and now apparently Carrion Cross, aka Killer Cross, having this little? Uh, I, I did not. You, oh, you didn't did hear not. it? I well, I knew about EC3. I knew right. about Braun Strowman. I knew that Wesley Blake was involved. I thought it was Shane right. Thorne. Apparently not. No. Um, and this is, by the way, this is not the first. Like Braun has appeared on EC3's shows before. This is not the first time. Um, I didn't know Karrion Cross was involved, but I know now that, he is. Okay. Um, listen, we probably should talk about it on the extra, but right. all I'm going to say is that listen, good for these folks for trying to make something happen. Unfortunately for them, I don't think there's enough money in wrestling to share it um, with with people on that kind of level. Um, and like what you did there, Jeff. Share it. Share it. Well, yeah. <laughs> Not you played. I mean, if it's EC3's promotion, he's going to, you know, someone's enduring the co- the costs, and but everyone's going to want to get paid, and these folks are used to being paid WWE money, and that's just not the case. And, you know, I don't, you know... I don't know that they can all go back. I mean, Karrion Cross, it hasn't been that long, so he probably can. And I know he's doing a movie, and I think Braun's been doing some stuff too. So, you know, maybe it's not full time. But what has happened is that there is a glut in the labor market. And I talk about this all the time in, in Hammerlock Hangover. The, right. WWE ha- in the last two and a half years has let go about 150 wrestlers. Ring of Honor just basically let go of about 40. Um MLW quietly let go of a few and didn't resign others. Impact quietly released a few. AEW has a lot of people on appearance deals, which means if they're not there, they don't get paid. And we're not seeing a lot of bodies there. Um, so, you know, I'm sure they need to do, you know, to get work as well. So there's probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 250 to 300 semi high level TV ready wrestlers who are now flooding the indie market so it's just going to make prices go down now maybe it's good for you if you are someone who wants to see the terminus show or the con- control your narrative or a gcw show though they book scotty too hot you know but, Gee, yeah, what the fuck man i don't i don't quite get that but um, <laughs> um but this this is this can't be a good thing you're you, you know what what's going to happen is people are going to undercut each other like hookers at a bachelor party and uh 
you know, and the and the people who are going to end up losing out the most are actual indie wrestlers. The the you know the 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 people who are in the local town yep. uh, that are there week in, month out, month out, they're not going to get the paying gigs, and they're going to have to make a decision: Is this a hobby for me, where you know this is my fun and I still got my chance, or am I going to try and make a couple bucks doing this? Um, so it, it's rough, but we've seen a couple of wrestlers try to go into other things and. You know, unfortunately, a lot of these folks can't do other things. Davy Richards and Alex Shelley come to mind. They both went into, you know, medical. I think Davy Richards went to medical school. Yeah, Alex he Shelley, he's but, a surgeon, dude. Well, if he's a surgeon, why is he wrestling? Good, good question. But then again, so are the um, the headbangers. Yeah, but they're not wrestling. True. Well, one of them I mean, sort of does part time, but still. And, and Alex Shelley went to physical therapy school. I mean, Davey Richards is wrestling, I think, now full-time. Uh, you know, I wonder what happened with Britt Baker. I wonder if she, you know, she dropped the dentist thing. No, 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 no. No, she hasn't actually. In fact, I'd done a bit of investigating a couple of months back. I went to the website. Like, I, I typed in Google Britt Baker and her dental practice, where, wherever that was. It came up. I was, sure enough, I went to the website, and it shows like who the doctor's there and Britt Baker was actually one of them. She's got to be part-time at this point, but still, not sure. great, yeah. Though. Yeah. But she's I would, legit. I, I no, I know she's legit. And, and, but I would, I would keep her anyway, because it's probably great for bringing in patients. Yeah, it actually is. <laughs> I've heard it is. And if you look like she's got a profile about her, about um, Britt Baker and uh, it does mention that. Now I haven't looked at it in a few months now, probably about a year ago is when I looked into it. And uh, yeah, so I'm pretty sure she still is though. And I've heard she gets a lot of fans. She can't be cheap though, dude, surely. Not that the dentists are cheap anyway. I mean, usually these things go through insurance. So there's there's pre-approved rates. So right, the there's part. that too. Absolutely. But yeah, I guess you're going to have to do a follow-up investigation. <laughs> I guess I will. Um, maybe I'll do that right before GT the extra. goes undercover. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Well, that was Chris going undercover to find El Generico in Mexico. Oh, wow. Ah, see that? Dun, but he, dun, unfortunately, dun, dun. <laughs> unfortunately, he didn't find him. But then again, I've got a conspiracy theory, Jeff. You do? Doesn't Chris look a lot like El Generico under the mask, if you think about it? You know, reddish beard sort of thing, reddish goatee. If he was wearing the Generico mask, I'm like, dude, are you sure it's not you? And he starts laughing and he's like, no, 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 it's not me. I go, dude, I'm telling you. He, you know, you got reddish sort of beard. He goes, no, it's brown. I go, that looks red to me, but I digress. This is a better shape than El Generico ever was in. <laughs> anyway, well, like I was saying, speaking of Generico, um, Sami Zayn, who's not El Generico, wins yeah, the gauntlet yeah. match. And uh, yeah. I, I, look, I didn't mind the match. I, I did feel like it, it went for a little too long, but I'll give it about a three stars. And uh, yeah, I guess the right man went over. Yeah, no, I think the right man went over. I mean, there were probably only three or four choices anyway. You know, you had your Seamus Ricochet or Sami Zayn, but the, the story's been all about Sami Zayn and that title. So there it goes. It continues. It's a story. Dude, can I it's ask? a wrestling story. Go ahead. But, oh, absolutely. Was there really only three friggin' matches on this show? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Well, I mean, if you count the gauntlet match, I guess there was 11. True, right? true. That's true. Well, yeah, so okay. eleven plus two, so yeah, thirteen matches. I mean, that's like, that's like uh, elevation territory. Wow, <laughs> it just it just blew my mind that we yeah, that's that's weird. Well, I guess this could be the quickest, shortest smack talk in the history of smack talk. But uh, we move to match number three, which is the main event: Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street fight between Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods, and Drew McIntyre versus Jimmy and Jey Uso. And Madcap Moss with Happy Corbin. Now, Madcap Moss has got to stop wrestling in what he's wearing, dude. I mean, it just doesn't go. I, I don't get it. But I will say, you know what impresses me about Moss? What? He's got great working punches. Okay, good. Yeah, no, Riddick Moss, um, back when they were doing, what was that thing called? Raw Underground? Yes. <laughs> like, like he actually was sort of impressive in Raw Underground. And then he like, you know, I, I think it was his Achilles or something. Um, so that got rid of any sort of momentum. 
uh, that he had going for a while. Listen, he's got a job. That's fine. But th- this this was a Christmas match. This was a house show match. This oh, was Gaga this match. a house show match. Yeah, this was a house show. This was a match that I didn't need to see. It meant nothing. It wasn't important. You knew as soon as it was Moss, you knew exactly who was going to take the pin. Um, whatever. I mean, it, it, it was a, it was a dopey match. I'm tired of seeing the Usos be on the losing end of, of like everything. Yeah, I agree with you, man. And these freaking Christmas shows, man. I, I don't know. Like, like we got a lot of eggnog getting poured on everybody, or more specifically, Moss and Corbin. Yep. Uh, <laughs> what made me pop though was when I think it was Jay Uso who took a swig of the eggnog and was was acting like he was ready to throw up. <laughs> yeah, he spit it out all over the place. Oh, you know, God, Triple that... H on us. <laughs> that made me want to throw up, but I don't even know what to say about this match other than uh, Drew McIntyre and the New Day go over. The Drew Day. The Drew... Oh, God. Why? It's a different sword, isn't it? Like, the original oh. sword didn't have a red hill, right? <laughs> God. Jeff... They're gonna call them that now. You watch Drew fucking day. You know that that he said we're reforming the Drew day as if it happened before. I don't remember it ever happening before. Oh, did he I'm say old. that? Is that what they said? I actually missed that because I was falling asleep during this match. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, well, this this is a good match to fall asleep to and during. Yeah, this is apparently Drew is facing Madcap Moss one on one at um, day, uh, day one. one. Oh, so God, Drew, Drew is working his way right down that card. Oh, jeez. Look, I was never a big fan of Roddick Moss, right, in NXT, right? But you know what? He's kind of grown on me, and I'm not talking about this madcap Moss character. I'm just talking about he's actually not a bad worker. If you actually pay attention to how he wrestles and how he throws those worked punches, which actually impressed me the most, I think he's not too bad. He's starting to grow on me just a little bit. He's just got to get away from Corbin and his stupid gimmick. Well, everyone needs to get away from Corbin, but Corbin <laughs> seems to be the only person that's like, you know, has a job for life there besides the Miz. Cor- and, and Corbin like seems to be like, he's like on the, the AEW plan. Like he's stopped working out entirely. Yeah. The, the AEW plan. <laughs> Come on, man. Not all of them are like that. Jeez. There's like, there's like five guys in AEW who still work out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's Kenny. There's, uh, um, Oh, Brian Cage? Is he still in AW? But yeah, oh, Brian Cage. Probably not. I mean, Pack. Pack, right? Who else? Hobbs, probably. Yeah, Hobbs. Shit, there aren't many, man. There's a lot of fucking flabby motherfuckers out there. I mean, Miro's definitely stopped. I have not seen Miro in a while except for watching this. Uh, have you seen the chiropractor that, that chiropracts for celebrities? No. If you look on YouTube, he chiropracts uh, Jade Cargill. He also does Kenny Omega, which is fucking awkward, and the and the and the Miro one is really awkward because he's in. Oh, you gotta watch it. I'll send you some links. It's actually quite interesting. It's an interview while they're getting worked on. It's actually quite good, Jeff. I'm not watching. But when you say he stopped, wh- why? What does he look like now? And why is he disappeared anyway, man? I, I don't know. Um, creative has nothing for you. I, I I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I don't. I I don't have the answers to this. The only thing I don't understand is why AEW fans like don't realize that when they add all these new people, you know, they're, they're very quick to say, you know, this company's burying this one, this one's burying this one. Yeah. Um, but, but there's like 70 people on the AEW roster have basically been forgotten. And like they, they, you know, pull a few out of storage. Like they pulled the varsity blondes out of storage. They pulled private party out of storage for, for the end of the year. Um, private who? Exactly. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, you brought in Jay Lethal, but we've seen him twice. Brought in Tony Nese, one match. I mean, oh, Tony Nese, good. Stay on dark. Jay Lethal, though, what the hell, dude? I'm not really complaining about any of them. It's just, but if you're bringing people in, have a plan for them. It's like, you know, they're just hoarding wrestlers. Yeah, um, wrestlers, exactly. This week of Dynamite was weird. I know we're not talking about that, but like we were That's promised right. surprises. And we right. got Kyle O'Reilly, which wasn't a surprise. We still don't have Brody King. We still didn't see the Briscoes. I mean, yeah, right. I, I didn't. I didn't feel like we got any surprises. I, I won my Christmas surprises. Well, look, I know you can start calling me soon. If I get this one right, you can call me the Nostradamus of professional wrestling because the last four weeks I've gotten a lot of shit 
spot on, dude. Mark my words, the undisputed era will be called the undisputed elite, guaranteed. Not not the uh, uncontested epoch. It, or it could be that. It could be that. Or it could it's be like the, the big show, the enormous event, the, the big show. <laughs> the big show. <laughs> yeah, because they're enormous guys, dude. I mean, geez, they're big gets, literally. But Kyle O'Reilly needs to wake the fuck up, man. He's got to do something about those black bags, man, under his eyes. They're worse than punks. I don't know. I, you know, I, I'm not interested in these reruns. I mean, I, I, I saw this all in 2014, 2015 in Ring of Honor, including Best Friends. Absolutely. You're right. You're including Best Friends. It's true. It's right. fucking true. Damn it. I know. Including the, is it named Cheryl? Is that, is that his mum's name? Uh, Sue. Oh, Sue. What did I say Cheryl for? Sue. Sue even made her debut in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Did you ever notice that when Rocky Romero or Ishii is on Dynamite, they're part of chaos? But if but they Rocky are part Romero, of chaos. Right. But if, if Rocky Romero isn't on Dynamite, they don't mention chaos once. It's best friends. Everything's best friends. Right. But, but if Rocky Romero's there or Ishii, they can't, it's like a Harvard grad. They can't stop saying chaos. Every sentence has to start with chaos. There's, there's meant, the, every sign is chaos sign. But if he's not there, it's like it never existed. The fact that best friends are part of chaos is just mind-boggling to me. Well, Okada makes bad decisions. <laughs> well, originally it was Shinsuke's group. You know that, right? Shinsuke hasn't been there in like eight years. I know, but it, he's the one that, that started the crew and then passed it on to Kazuchika Okada. Great. Ole Anderson started the Four Horsemen. Nobody's talking about him. True. That's yeah. true. That's a very good point. Anyway, I think that's about it, uh, Jeff. I mean, what else can we talk about about this show? Nothing. This was it. I mean, you know, like you said, there were really three matches and, you know... It, I think it went by pretty quickly. The last match sucked. Uh, we have some minor just differences of opinion over the gauntlet match, but you know, it, it was much better than raw, which was um, painful. Yeah. Raw is another story altogether, man. Uh, WB, they puzzle me, man. I, I don't get it. I just, I truly don't. I, one week SmackDown's good. The next week it's crap. And then the week after it's crap and then it's good. And then crap, crap, crap. Raw is just crap. Every, and except for every like three weeks it's a, it's a decent show it feels like and if we're lucky that is too if you're feeling generous right i mean steve and, and loves raw every week well it was great oh come on jabroni <laughs> that's sorry steve you're a jabroni bro <laughs> it is what it is i mean jesus christ man i mean hey but hey bless his little heart jeff if you if he loves raw i mean Vince is not going to adopt him. <laughs> is that what he's really wanting? Is that what it is, Jeff? So in love with Vince McMahon. So in love with him. <laughs> Shout out to Steve Pena, man. <laughs> anyway, Jeff, please tell them where they can find you, man. Oh, geez. Where can you find me? Um, Garden of Doom right here on the PWC Hammerlock Hangover, which is a wrestling podcast. I guess Garden of Doom, I should tell you, is not a wrestling podcast. True. Um, it's sort of about everything otherwise. It, you know, mostly uh, myths, legends, monsters, lore, that kind of thing. But we, we get into history, alternative history, and uh, miscellaneous. Garden Views, of which there's only four of our more mainstream interviews that are hopefully interesting or a little bit different. Um, I recently interviewed somebody who is a young African-American millennial uh, conservative, which was an interesting conversation. Interesting. And, yeah, and he jujitsued me and basically interviewed me and got me to, to break my cardinal rule of not talking about politics on the <laughs> So I guess that rule um, So good on him. Good job, Jamal. I like um, him already. Good job, Jamal. Well, you, you probably know him already. I do. Um, I actually do know him. Yeah, man. Yeah, he's he's very smart, and he proved once again that he's smarter than me. It's yeah, <laughs> low bar, but there it is. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, at Mark Media Radio, uh, at MarkMedia.com. Don't worry, I complain about this all the time, Jeff, because at Mark Media is kind of a tongue twister. But yeah, at MarkMedia.com. Right, and sometimes on PWC shows when. Jimmy asks me, and, and we can coordinate the times, you know, on this crazy sp spinning oblong we call the Earth. 
it's just me watching WWE shows. I'll be honest. See, if it was up to me, right, I'd love it YouTube. if. No, no, no. Yeah. And all right. matches for Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh, here we go. And stroking out to Natty and <laughs> Nah, not me, bro. <laughs> not me. But I want to say, if it was up to me, like, see, I need to find someone for you, Jeff. Because if I don't watch it, I want someone to be doing it with you at least. So that way it could be more consistent. It's just very hard to keep up with all this wrestling. And if WB didn't always low blow me every time I decide to watch it, maybe I'd be more consistent with it. But it's just tough, dude. It really is. Plus, I've had a pretty crazy last couple of weeks. Okay. Um, well, I don't know who you're trying to partner me up with. Or maybe, maybe it should be A-Track Black. Maybe. maybe <laughs> no, I'm joking. Maybe, although I'd, I'd love it. See, if Chris watched WWE, which he refuses to do, except for like very rarely, like you two are perfect together. I even got a uh, an intro for you and Chris. Wow. Yeah, but is wow. it is it going to get wiped off the from the you know with all the dust? I don't know, but you know time will tell. But yeah. If he's not watching the shows, it's a, it's a little bit of a problem. But um, right, and I don't blame him for not watching WWE. Um, Steve has boycotted watching AEW. I mean, I don't know. Like really? the other week, we're talking. He's like, should we just quit watching wrestling? I'm like, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't blame anybody that does. But that's why I'm grateful for the Hammerlock Hangover because that way, if you know, if if I, if we don't cover the WWE stuff, you guys are pretty much talking about it. So that's sure. a blessing. So. That at least still gives the PWC a WWE recap. You know what I'm saying? Blessings on Yuletide. Happy Winter's <laughs> Well, anyway, Jeff, um, is there anything else you needed to like get out, get off your chest before we go? I don't think so. I, 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 if I am anywhere else, I forgot about it, so it probably doesn't matter. I'm trying to think. Are you anywhere else? I'm, yeah, probably not, right? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm recording two Garden of Dunes tomorrow. Um, we'll see. But yeah, yeah, no, I'm not. I don't think I'm anywhere else. I think that's that's enough. I mean, every now and then I'm on the Drewyari show. I'm oh yes, that's right. Shout out to Drewyari. And I, is it true? Evil Dose is bringing out an Evil Dose network. Uh, yeah, but but only <laughs> after the nuclear submarines, oh. you know, take out all the other networks. <laughs> when am I going to get Evil Dose on the show one day, Jeff? I don't know. Uh, you have to talk to some of the generals. Zar Kaiser is the administrative <laughs> officer, and we'll, we'll see if we can make it happen. The Evil Dose right now is is ready. He's ready, making preparations. He's, there's a lot of logistics involved in world conquest. <laughs> is he a doomsday prepper, Jim? No, he's a doomsday causer. <laughs> nice. All right. Wow. Please like and subscribe at the pwcnetwork.podbean.com where you're going to find not only my shows, but Jeff's shows and our shows. So please like and subscribe there. Also at markmedia.com where you can find Jeff and I's shows there also. And actually like and subscribe at the pwhustlenetworks.podbean.com where you can find the skirmish over there, including on all platforms over here with the PwC and at Mark Media and haminmediagroup.com. Yes, where you, where you can find me on the blow off and uncaged, which will be going will be going live tonight. As a matter of fact, for wow. Rampage, yes. Uh, well, the Rampage wasn't live, so you probably should have done it already. Right, but like I said, I don't want any spoilers, even though people no are spoilers. No spoilers, <laughs> no spoilers. But also look out for Carnage, which is making a comeback also tonight. So it's a big wow. week. More importantly, though, look out for the extra with. Jeff and I, which I'm sure would be a good one, man. I'm actually looking forward to it because I don't think you and I have actually done an extra yet. Um, probably not in that format. I think that in the past we've done shows where we sort of covered news, but yeah, I, I think they were right not, not exclusively a uh, new show. Right? Yeah. Well, it's a new, it's a new thing that you know I come up with, which I thought you know if there's any big deal news, at least we got to cover it. It's just a quick recap of stuff, but we'll get to that. So. In saying that, I'm Jimmy T. He's Dr. Jeff Lipman, or the foreign object. Or is he Evil Dose? I don't know. But you've been listening to the PWC Friday Night Smack Talk right here on the PWC Network and at markmedia.com. Peace. Stay mysterious, my friends. And Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.
cosas. PWC Network, what the world is watching and listening to.